Murder, 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 stab. Krampus gonna kill you now in the mall. Murder, stab. That's what it is. It's the... That's, 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 the, that's the montage music for the murder spree that, that sets up the third act of the Krampus murder movie. Episode 299. Holy crap! Yep. Only one more to go and then we're done. Wait, wait, what? What? <laughs> we we can only, say only one more to go and then all of those uh all of those um Greek adjacent people come and kill us. Right? I don't know what you're talking about. I, I never saw that movie. I don't know what that's about. What? Only <laughs> the whole comment only one more to go and then we're done. That could come up pretty regularly on the show <laughs> every so often one of us could be like Bleh. you know this is like the dread pirate roberts threatening to kill wesley all the time <laughs> <laughs> good podcast today mike most like to end it tomorrow <laughs> wait a minute i thought those were the same people oh spoilers no what do you mean no there was a dread pirate roberts oh that's right his name that's was right. something something and there was a dread pirate roberts before him and his name was cumberbun <laughs> Benedict Cumberbund? No, and then and then Wesley became the Dread Pirate Roberts, and he said, and someday you will find someone to take your place. And it was Fred Savage. <laughs> it was Inigo Montoya. <laughs> uh, we've got a guest, and his uh, his theme song is right here. Oh, it's also a podcast. I'm Mikey Scrag. And there's a guy here. Hey, Kurt. Hi. <laughs> did, did the music descend in volume for you? Yes, it descended oh, awesome. in volume. It actually descended, then reascended, and then descended again. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. What an Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> what a wonderful insight into the making of the podcast and the wonders <laughs> of using Google Hangouts. <laughs> Good job. Kurt so also has here... a new microphone. Yes, I do. And I also have dogs who have been patient and quiet all morning and in the last three minutes time <laughs> to get up and get moving and play with toys and everything else. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> They've been lazy, lazy, lazy ever since breakfast. And yeah. then there was two a, minutes ago. <laughs> there was a, a, toy. a great scampering of nails on the floor. Yeah, well, while you were talking, I had the microphone muted for the introduction. Because if, if I hadn't, you would have heard squeak, 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 squeak <laughs> from the toy. <laughs> So I'm not even in the same room. It wouldn't matter. Whenever <laughs> I hear that that sound of quick nails on hardwood floors, I just assume that's Kurt with his uncut toenails, <laughs> with his his cloven feet. <laughs> oh, how's everything? He's a satyr, yeah. right? Sure. <laughs> or a fawn, or yeah, one of those I'm, mystical I'm... beings. <laughs> And on my spare time, I act as a Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> he takes care of the website while the master is away. <laughs> That's Torgo. <laughs> well, Kurt, who Kurt's was supposed Kurt's to have fill in when Torgo's on vacation. Have, yeah, he was supposed yeah. to be a satyr. <laughs> Instead, he just had like <laughs> De- deformed knees, <laughs> wire hangers in his pants. <laughs> Wait, you're not supposed to do that. Actually, I found out. I found out. I found out what is supposedly the story behind that was the actor <clears throat> put his own prosthetic 
legging thing on and, and, he and put he, them, he put on, them on, backwards. on backwards and they had filmed some stuff and realized that they, and they were before they backwards. realized it and they didn't have enough money to go back and so they just went with it yep they just let him have big <laughs> deformed knees rather yeah. than having <laughs> what he was supposed to have which was going to be like satyr legs they were supposed which to look like backward like bending knees. yeah yeah <laughs> well technically those are ankles um true the knees are higher up but anyway oh we got something we got to talk about here everybody okay um let me get this ready yeah, a week or so ago, the Green Bay Packers lost to the worst team in football, and we fired our coach. Hooray! No, 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 Suck it! Get out! <laughs> Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Move, leave, go, you Yay. suck! You bloviating, self-righteous prick who is wasting the best quarterback in football. Get out. Go away. Never talk to us again. Go suck Favre's dick. I don't care. You've been useless for five years. <laughs> Goodbye. The next coach, back. The next coach might suck. This might be the end. But at least they're doing something. They're doing something. Hooray. Finally. And now Kurt is without a hashtag to throw onto every <laughs> Packers hey, hey, Facebook ooh, post. Ooh, hey, Kurt. Because it who was should... Fire Dom Capers for years. <laughs> Wait a minute. Kurt. And then Fire McCarthy. <laughs> Kurt, tell us, who should they fire next? <laughs> who should they fire next? Yeah. Um, fire Mark Murphy, actually. Fire there you go. Mark Murphy. <laughs> he's, he's pretty much the only one left, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thompson stepped down into his new role, which basically meant like, if you don't do that, we're going to fire you and replace you. He's like, so you can step down and we'll replace you. He sw- he sweeps the tunnel now, right? Something like that. On yes. game day, that's he, his job. He, he paints. He's the, the janitor from Rudy. That's his job. No, he, he paints the lines on the field now. He's the groundskeeper. Yeah, he goes yeah. out there and stripes the field for. Him. He's the guy from Rudy. That's right. Yeah, he's in, he's going to inspire. Uh, the next uh, uh, tiny little guy that they uh, they bring on the so team. Here's hoping that we manage to salvage the last five or six years of Rodgers' career. <laughs> five By five or, or six, five or six. <laughs> we'll see what happens. That's... I'm thinking positive in there. You think he's got a? Uh, he's on the Tom Brady program, praying to whatever uh, demons that Tom Brady is praying to. <laughs> Thank you, in, in, Bill in, Belichick. In, the name in, of the demon is Bill Belichick. <laughs> That's true. Injecting whatever uh, undetectable illegal substances he he and his bazillionaire wife have access to that the NFL can't test for. Uh, Get it right, Kurt. The full title is Bill Belichick, the great hooded one. (laughs) He of the the infernal hoodie. So anyway, that's there's not much else to talk about there. There he's gone. Let's uh, let's see if we can fire Mark Murphy. Fire Mark Murphy. Fire Mark Murphy. See if we can make it better. For next year. And this, and you know, like I said, this might be the end of it. <laughs> this, we might never get a good coach. We might never get a good team put together again to, to play under him. We got to get ready for that, everybody. Packers fans, get ready because that, that decade of nothing is coming. Decade? That was two decades of nothing. Well, that was because it was really, really poor team management. There was a whole <laughs> different beast going on there. We've yeah, got a little better we, situation sure. nowadays. Well, they, we've, we've been told that there's um, a better organization in place to prevent something like that from happening again for so long. We'll, well see. There's a lot of things that happen bad pre, you know, pre uh Holmgren and 
Favre and all that stuff. Like, you know, Bart Starr was not a bad coach. He was saddled with an ancient quarterback and no nothing else on the team and no support. That sounds familiar, like something's happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, quarterback anyway. that's aging and nothing else on the team. Anyway, mm. moving along, moving along. What else have we got? Anything <laughs> we want to talk about before we rock and roll into news? That's I guess like not. No. Not too much. <laughs> nah, news. <laughs> Oops. I don't know. No, that was yeah, that was me. I don't know what happened. I, don't know. I I brought those back up and then somehow they went back down on their own. That'll get edited out in post, right? Top notch uh, that's, that's our really high end uh mixer there. I don't know. I think Bill Bill Belichick has possessed the mixer. Maybe. After hearing what's, us talk negatively about what's, him. What's news, Mike? Well, I don't know. I don't have any of my news up. Okay, well, no news today. Uh Kurt, you got any news? <laughs> I, I have tons of news. I just don't have any of them. Really right. Um here. hang on. So apparently it is official. We are pooping plastic. <laughs> Humans are pooping plastic. This just I just saw this released like last night. Um a researcher. Lovingly released. Yeah. Lovingly released. Um researchers at the Medical University of Vienna. Um, ask people to keep a food diary and then record whether they drank water from plastic bottles, all those types of things. And uh, then ask them to send a piece of their stool to an Austrian government laboratory, which might be the best statement I've ever seen on a screen in my life. (laughs) They were then asked to send a piece of their stool to an Austrian government laboratory. (laughs) No, not yours. Not the hickory. Not the oak. No, your other stool. The study confirms... It confirms that for the first time that microplastics are deep with inside humans. Every single volunteer, all of them, had particles of plastics in their poop. So that's from that's from drinking water out of from out of plastic bottles or things out of pla- yeah things anything out of plastic. Out of plastic. Fish as well, because of course we know we've proven that fish accumul- are accumulating microplastics. Um, so what was yeah. the, what was the percentage of uh, sausages in that stool and? from vienna so that means we're we're like that means we're all cyborgs right we all have like (laughs) man-made material in us now well no it's sure it's it's contributing to our uh, plastic polymers make strengthening our colons is that's what's happening i'm gonna assume that they're down there making everything tougher and stronger it's it's contributing to our preservation after after death sure so we pretty soon we won't have to be embalmed anymore we don't have to be embalmed the way it is. No, no, I know. <laughs> Embalming is ridiculous. Yeah, so basically, we are accumulating plastic. It's finally been proven, uh, and you Ooh. know, good thing. It, good thing we're pooping some of it out, and not just keeping all of it inside of our bodies. <laughs> you can argue that that's um, a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, of course, the concern is is um this hasn't been tested. We have no idea what's going to happen to people with this. So yay, <laughs> like we 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 don't know exactly what the negative or po- let's not be okay. I was going to say positive effects. We don't know what the negative effects are going to be. You don't know that there could be, there could be positive effects, right? The other down <laughs> right. The other downside, of course, is that plastic doesn't break down inside the human body. You know. So well, so like do, neither does some of the types of food we eat nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said plastic. <laughs> Corn. <laughs> Black olives. <laughs> some types of noodles. <laughs> Black beans. Why is it purple? 
blue food dye. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, I got to cut down on those blue raspberry shakes or, uh, you, or slushies. Do you have any news? <laughs> have, you had, been, have we given you enough time to get news pulled together? Um, I don't uh, No. <laughs> All right. A, Ver- a Vermont couple. not happening. A Vermont something's couple says right that here. their pet has been on the loose. For six weeks. This is actually from a little while back, but it was a fun story. I just didn't get around to it. Um, and their pet uh, got on the loose for six weeks and was uh, started started hanging around with a flock of wild turkeys. The case of the fugitive peacock <laughs> went viral when the uh, Vermont Fish and Wildlife Department shared an email on its Facebook page that it had recovered uh, or that it had received from one of the peacock's distraught owners. My my peacock has run off with the turkeys. The email said, "What? what? That's a great line to say that one again." <laughs> my peacock has run off with the turkeys. The email read, "Do you that have any suggestions?" Like, okay, that's that's like a password to get into an underground poker game, right? <laughs> well, it needs to be one of those ones where there's a res- an equally ridiculous response, right? Where you walk up and I say. My peacock has run off with the turkeys, and you say something like, "You know, it's a cold. <laughs> it's, it's a cold. It's a cold, it's a cold day in an June." Austrian laboratory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Send your stool to an Austrian lab. Uh, they ask, "Do you have any suggestions on how to catch the little twerp?" <clears throat> I do not believe they can breed. Um, concerned, I know where he is most days. Any information would be appreciated. Local news station WCAX3 tracked down the owners, Renee and Brian Johnson of Springfield, and got the full story. Their peacock, uh, who goes by the name, geez, P, Forrest, or Walter. Like, pick a name. Unless their peacock has a name like, you know, Forrest P. Walter III. (laughs) Do peacocks respond to their name? I don't know. Took up with the turkeys because he was lonely after his companion, a sibling peacock, died. He just wanted to hang out with other birdies. So uh, eventually they did get him back. But I find myself wondering, like, is like, is a peacock running off with the turkeys? Is that like low class? Is is like the peacock out slumming it? Is this like they're going to go out and, you know, take a walk on the wild side? (laughs) (laughs) Is this Rumspringer? (laughs) (laughs) If this was a Vermont couple, you know, like, is it possible that it's Amish? I mean, if this was an Amish couple that had a peacock for some reason, the peacock might have gone out, it might be Rumspringer. They're going to go off and just, like, get dirty with the birds for a while, with the turkeys, with the wild turkeys, see if they like that lifestyle, and then eventually return to the roost <laughs> to live the rest of their life in their Amish community. <laughs> if they don't if they don't get you know shot and eaten first yeah. mounted on the wall <laughs> i've got a deer and a, <laughs> and a moose oh, they and just... this little tiny peacock head and on this little tiny wooden shield plaque <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the amish ones they they just put that uh that reflective orange triangle on their butts and then that, <laughs> that prevents them from getting hunted yeah sure Speaking of orange and, and getting hunted, the story has been confirmed by Peter Mayhew back when they were filming um, Return of the Jedi and they were in the uh, 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 the Redwood Forest. Mm-hmm. Chewbacca was, when he went, you know, in between shots and stuff, was accompanied by at least one, some, often two 
uh, handlers, basically. Peter Mayhew was accompanied uh-huh. in his costume by people wearing blaze orange, blaze orange, because they were afraid that people were going to come out and try to shoot Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah, I think he's Bigfoot. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't they didn't craft him a a custom blaze orange coat to wear to put over him. Yeah, Bigfoot's wearing blaze orange. <laughs> what the hell? He is smart. He's more human than yeah. we thought. <laughs> Capture him alive! <laughs> Get your tasers. <laughs> or whatever they had in the <laughs> early 80s. Oh, don't shoot. <laughs> anyway, moving on. What else? Mike, you got some news now? Yeah. Hey, wombat update. <laughs> Wombats, the, the, the creatures with the, with the cubic poop. Yeah, now, now they know why. Well, they, we know why, because they, they no, no, pooped, no, but... pooped cubes onto no, no, no. uneven surfaces. So that the poop didn't roll away, because that's how they marked their territory. (laughs) Well. (laughs) That was the explanation, right? (laughs) And the poop was made out of plastic. That's what they... (laughs) Yes, that's that's why it's it's cubic. No, that's that's what they do with it. Sure. That's not why it's cubic. Oh, so why is it cubic? Now they know why it's cubic, because... anatomy um, thing? uh, Shape of their their sphincter? Something like that, yeah. Um, So... (laughs) Uh, scientists, scientists, a, a team of, of scientists led by uh, Dr. Yang from the Georgia, uh, Patricia Yang from the Georgia Institute of Technology. Oh, Matthews, alma, right here. alma mater. Um, yeah, they they uh, <laughs> uh, they studied the digestive tracts of wombats that were put down after road accidents in mm. Tasmania, <laughs> in Atlanta. <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't know if the, the team must have gone there or they had them shipped here. Who knows? Okay, sure. Um, yep, they compared uh, uh, wombat intestines to pig intestines by inserting a balloon into the animal's digest- digestive tract. The balloon come out cubic. To see how it stretched to <laughs> fit the four balloon. sides. In wombats, the feces changed from a liquid-like state into a solid state in the last 25% of the intestines, which is what they they suspected it was that. Um, in the story we read before, but then in the final eight percent, a varied elasticity of the walls of the colon meant that the poop would take shape as separated cubes. Yes, the cube shape. So the last eight percent of their colon is like like a trash compactor. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's like it's like the uh, yeah. And it's, like the, it's like the Play-Doh thing. Where you, yeah, you that, well, that's the their Play-Doh anus. Yeah. It's it's the yeah, it's the thing that you screw onto the end to get the shape that you want. <laughs> Coupled with the last, where you eight, can, you can you know, their rectum spooge out star shaped Play-Doh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, get this. So, um, the wombats actually stack the cubes. We didn't get this last time. <laughs> Not only do they d- deposit them on on rocks where they won't roll away so that people see them. They will they will actually grab them with their little wombat claws and stack them high like Legos. <laughs> so <laughs> hold it hold it. They've got six-sided because we, we made we compared them to six-sided dice at one sure, time. They're cubes. Yeah. Like when they when they crap out a bunch of them at one time it sounds like you're rolling dice for D&D. <laughs> <laughs> and, now they, and now they stack them on you know top of each other that's mm-hmm. in 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 gaming that's, that's people building dice towers yeah which people you know other people sometimes make fun of people for i had a player once in a 
game who would love to build dice towers and he would do it on his character sheet. He'd have his character sheet on the table and he'd be building the dice tower on the table on the on the character sheet and people would reach across and just jiggle the character sheet <laughs> when he was about to put the top piece on the D4 at the top. <laughs> or throw or we'd also throw pencils at him and I don't yes, think yes. I don't think he ever completed a dice tower. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, the, the wombats they stack, st- they, they stack their cubic poop. The higher, the better, <laughs> so as to communicate with and attract other wombats. I was gonna say, is it a code? Is it a status <laughs> thing? That's awesome. Yeah, it's not just Jenga. <laughs> Can they play Jenga with their wombat Jenga? Pull one piece out, and the whole thing topples. You lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think when you're playing with cubic poop, everybody's <laughs> winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh boy, more animal news. Sure. Sure. Oh, uh, <laughs> let's see. At least two raccoons found themselves At least two <laughs> a little disoriented and were staggering around in an Indiana town, according to Facebook post from the Pawnee Police Department. Wait, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> West Virginia town Milton Police Department. Sorry, I, I read that back. I read that wrong. My dyslexia. Um People started calling police to report the suspected rabid raccoons over two days. <laughs> the police uh, figured out the raccoons were not rabid. They were just drunk. Of course they were. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's West Virginia. Was it because they found a collection of moonshine somewhere? <laughs> uh, fermented crab apples. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently is a thing. Sure. Yeah. So they have... Um, a largest radio telescope in the world and drunk records. And they are also the setting of the wrong turn movie series. And I have now wrong watched turn. It's a horror movie. And I have now watched all six of them <laughs> <laughs> over the course of the past couple of weeks. Um, I, I, I am inclined to believe that the road crews out there need a better budget. Cause if they just put up some better signage on those freeways, there would be a lot less wrong turns. And people wouldn't end up getting murdered by crazy hillbillies. <laughs> Things always go poorly when they run into the crazy hillbillies. Oh, geez. In October, birds in Minnesota were getting drunk on fermented berries. That's awesome. Yeah. They were, were they flying bad? Acting confused and flying into cars. <laughs> Some places they just call that like strawberry wine, you know, right? <laughs> fermented <laughs> berries. <laughs> maybe, maybe in the movie The Core... The birds weren't flying all weird because of the, the the core of the earth had stopped spinning. Maybe they were all just drunk. Well, here's a good excuse for those douchebags in the, the at the Vikings in their new stadium that's killing birds left and right. They can just blame it on the birds getting getting hammered on berries. <laughs> it's it's not it's not our giant glass stadium. Are no, the, are the birds pick and fight with other birds and throwing batteries at them like that? Well, that's, like that's Philadelphia fans. <laughs> <laughs> those are birds. <laughs> Yep, fly those eagles, are, fly. Those are, those are yes, drunk birds. I said douchebag and football team, and, and yeah, drunk of course, birds. Of course, yeah. course, you went straight eagles. to straight yeah. to eagles. Yeah. <laughs> How are they doing this year after coming off their Super Super Bowl win? <laughs> not not so hot, huh? Okay, yeah. better than the Packers. That, so. <laughs> well, that's not difficult. <laughs> yeah, because Arizona is currently doing better than the Packers. The Buffalo Bills are a are a half a point behind the Packers. Half a game, sorry, half a game mm-hmm. behind the Packers. That's how bad the Packers are doing. <laughs> Perennial uh, Buffalo Bills. I think the Packers and the Browns have the same record right now, if I remember correctly. 
<laughs> with the tie, huh? Yep. That's, yeah, I remember because Cleveland tied the first notch. week of the season. Wait, isn't, isn't that where McCarthy's headed? Cleveland, probably. probably? <laughs> that's the only place he can get a job? That's the only, or are they the only ones looking other than the Packers? Right now, they're the only other ones looking because they oh, fired okay. Hugh Jackson. Yeah. There'll be more openings. We'll see. <laughs> well, there's two openings. The place that just fired you and Cleveland. The Browns. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back to the Packers. Can I please have my job? <laughs> <laughs> Can I can I please be the groundskeeper and cheer on Rudy? <laughs> no, just you know. I'll just I'll, I'll I'll apply the icy hot. I mean, whatever you need me to do, I'll just like. Do you need? Is there a job for that? Just the person that just goes around rubbing icy hot on the on it's the called athletes? strength and conditioning coach. <laughs> no, 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 the, the schlub who has who gets all the crap jobs. Right, the intern. <laughs> Go over there and rub this icy hot on that guy's butt. <laughs> really. <laughs> Yeah, Ryan. Said the you wanted a job. <laughs> he gets to go. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the NFL. <laughs> but but enjoyed I, the fun. I was the CEO. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you get to rub this stuff on there on those those big guys' butts. What and give up show business? You know that that that's a different version of that joke. The guy cleaning up the elephant dung. Quit show business. <laughs> anyway. Oh man, I'm good. I don't have any other news. Uh, th- this one, I don't know why it didn't end up in in your folder, Kurt, in my bookmarks. But this is tailor made for you. Uh, Swiss experiment with sound, uh, to make cheese tastier. Mm, yeah. Is that possible? Swiss- How do you make cheese better? Cheese is already good. A Swiss cheesemaker has embarked on an experiment to test the impact of music on Emmen- okay, wait, wait, Emmental. Wait, wait. If you say Swiss cheesemaker, is it literally from Switzerland or someone who makes a Swiss cheese? This is uh, this is both. This is oh, this is then a, it should be Swiss Swiss cheesemaker. There you go. A, okay, continue. Words mean things, people. Who wrote this? What's the byline? Um, there isn't one. Mm. Okay, robot who wrote this? Words mean things. Go ahead. Continue. Continue. Uh, yeah, the impact of music on Emmental. Am I saying that right? One of the most famous Probably. cheeses in Switzerland. I know I've eaten it. I re- I recognize the name. I think I I think I liked it. Um, yeah. E- even if it prompts pundits to write such grating remarks as "You gouda bri kidding." Oh. See, this couldn't have been a bot. That's too bad. This has <laughs> to have been a human. Sonic cheese experience between sound and gastronomy. That's the name. Hopes to show that the power of music can influence the development characteristics and even the flavor of cheese. Bacteria is responsible for the formation of the uh, of the taste of cheese with the enzymes that influence its maturity. Uh, this is a quote from uh, uh, the guy. <laughs> I'm convinced that humidity, temperature, or nutrients are not the only things that influence taste. Sounds, ultrasounds, or music can also have physical effects. So it's nature versus nurture. <laughs> this is nurture part, right? <laughs> what up, what up, what up, what up? The system is down. <laughs> Beat? His first name is Beat. B-E-A-T. Sure. Beat. 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 Vampfler. Wampfler? With a W. Vampfler. Vampfler. Thank you. Yep. So he's been playing music to cheese. What kind of music? Mozart. Uh, 
um, flamenco. Oh, there we go. So we rock, get, ooh, it's, it's a spicy okay. cheese. I was gonna say, let's, let's play the game. Let's play the game. What happens to the cheese based on the music? Mozart bland. Mo- no, Mo- Mozart becomes like the, the cheese becomes very um, complex. Bland. Nope, bland. You, okay, you don't like apparently you don't like Mozart. Okay, uh, pick a classical composer that you do like. Not Mozart. No. Ah, um, oh, <laughs> How about Mahler? The cheese okay. gets like mopey and concerned with death. <laughs> how about how about beef oven? <laughs> so flamenco, cheese it has a little extra spice to it. A little little extra kick. All right, what else? What else is he playing? Um, flamenco, rock, hip hop. Rock, rock just becomes it becomes sharper. Yep, just has you know a, a, a stronger bite to it. Hip hop, um, smoother. Yeah, it gets smooth. <laughs> sure. He hopes that the hip hop cheese will taste the best when a jury of expert cheese tasters assesses. <laughs> yep, of course uh, they are. Whether. Um, whether on the resume, that's on the res. Actually, you know what? It's not on the resume. For for expert cheese tasters, all they that have is to on do, the. All they have to do is be old. No, no, no. <laughs> this is it's last on, last week. I understand that, but they would never call it a resume. It is their curriculum vitae. Their CV, <laughs> yeah, yes. not their CV, because they got to be really Europe. full of themselves mm-hmm. yeah. and call it a curriculum vitae. No, it's your resume. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, they'll assess uh, uh, whether or not there is a hole in the Swiss cheese experiment. Mm-hmm. On March <laughs> March fourteenth, so mark that in your calendars, folks, so that I don't have. I to. hope they go. This is all the same cheese. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope. Well, no, it's that's going to be a split decision. No, gonna, <laughs> one judge is going to say, "Yeah, this one tastes better." The yeah. other one's going to say, "No, there's no difference." Great prank in the making. Somebody working in that one lab going to say, "No, it tastes worse." No, somebody working next door to that lab learns <laughs> that this is going on. Great prank goes in there on the thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> switches out all of the Swiss cheese or whatever cheese he it is. Experimented upon experimented cheese, cheese with, and, and with like store bought diff- cheese. No, just completely different cheese. Yeah, that hasn't been exposed so, to music. Like rock music turns it into cheddar. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> what? Flamenco How? cheese t- t- or flamenco uh, music turns, turns it, it into, into Parmesan. <laughs> pick, pick, it's like completely yeah. different cheeses. Why is this whole. What? Why is this taste taste surprisingly like Munster? That's because it is Munster. This wheel of Emmental turned into a jar of blue cheese dressing. (laughs) Why are there chicken wings? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's why you get to play death metal. And then (laughs) then you exchange the Emmental wheel with just like a big glob of blue cheese. Like it's just all over. Like like the death metal just melted it. Like your parents told you, <laughs> heavy metal no, would do to no, your mind. No, heavy, heavy metal, it would be the same cheese. It would just be shredded. Oh, shredded! <laughs> ding, <laughs> guitar ding, joke. ding. Everybody likes a good guitar joke. He's shredding that cheese. <laughs> Moving on. I don't think we can follow that no. up with any. That's, that's news, everybody. That's news. Well done. <laughs> We're going to do another episode of this show. <laughs> You're bringing it like that. Oh, I, I saved us for 300, huh? Stop no, the podcast. Now, now you, 2.99. Now, that's it. Now you got to top yourself next time. Oh, yeah, no, Kurt has a good point. We need to just stop now while we're while we're at 2.99. That's Mike it. Drop. Well, yeah. Out the door. See you later. I'm walking away. Mike Drop is he just throws himself to the ground. It's 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 George Costanza leaving the meeting. Good night, everybody. I'm just, I'm out of here. See you later. Bye.
<laughs> no, really, he left. Hurt. It's just, it's just you and me. Oh, now what do we do? I don't know. So tell, you want to hear some good stories about Craig when are he your, was young? Are your pa- are your pants still pulled down? <laughs> Let's uh, let's let's move on to topic. What are we talking about now? Oh, I don't know, Kurt. What did you bring? I'm not talking about um, pants being pulled down. It, it is the Christmas season. Ah, yes. So, <laughs> you know, the season of giving and bad cheese jokes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, and I am a musician. So this time of this time of. <laughs> So this time, <laughs> what is wrong with you? And so, yes, I'm a musician. And of course, this time of year, you can't go anywhere without hearing Christmas music nonstop, except your own home where you can control what you listen to. <laughs> Depending on who you live with, in which case, some, sometimes true. you still listen to it nonstop. And um, I was just, I was curious, the two of you, what is your opinion of Christmas music? I'm okay with some of it in limited doses it gets to be you know the the beauty of living alone is i don't have to listen to that unless i absolutely want to because i don't go anywhere and do anything and talk to anybody so i don't get exposed <laughs> to other people's christmas music and i don't go to malls to do my shopping yeah. and i'm you know, with you and my dogs aren't old enough to start playing their own music yet <laughs> so i get i i yeah i like some of it okay it's some of it's overdone overused some of it's fine I can't stand in that limited quantities. That, that uh, synthesized Mannheim steamroller crap. Oh, that's just <laughs> yeah. like you don't. I don't need to hear that ever again, ever. Um, no, it's interesting that you bring that up though, because Kurt, because what was it last week? I had to go to a an all day conference oh, on no. on the <coughs> Americans with Disabilities Act, which is a that law. was exciting. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> well, it applies to our work, so. Um, it was at a hotel and conference center where they were, they were piping in instrumental Christmas music nonstop. Like Muzak Christmas music. Well, no, it was decent, but it was all instrumental. So there was no, no lyrics, no singing, no, not even any humming or anything. It was just, just some instrument playing the melody. Yeah. It was like it with all the rest of the music. So what yeah, it made, we know what you're talking about. What it made me think of for like the first few hours <laughs> because <laughs> oh, it was God. in every oh, room, yeah. kind of quietly laid in the background of every space that you went into, including the restrooms. And you now you're sitting there listening to people talk at you basically and give these PowerPoint presentations all day long with Christmas music instrumental kind of low in the background bothering you slowly over time <laughs> eating away at you. right so at first i liked it because it made me think of um christmas story now every year i put on uh, tnt or tbs or whichever one of those it is um when when that starts at 8 p.m on christmas eve and i try to leave it on as much as possible allison will turn it off or change the channel because she can't stand that movie i don't know why she's evil but um <laughs> true love ladies and gentlemen true love <laughs> Like, how can you not want to watch 12 instances Show of that movie <laughs> right in a row? Back to back to back. Yeah. Um, anyway. Every year. So, but but that's what kind of what it made me think of, because that's basically the soundtrack to that movie is in, is all of your favorite Christmas songs, instrumental versions. Yeah. 
Um, but but yeah, but around hour three or four, <laughs> I started to think, okay, this is obnoxious. The fact that it's everywhere, like it's not just in the pre-function space. No, we got you. You know, in the lobby, yeah. it's in the in the salons and the conference rooms where we're going to. It's in the restrooms. It's everywhere. Make it stop. <laughs> yeah. It okay. got it got kind of old. Okay, so to Kurt's so point, th- this was like a microcosm of the entire season. Gotcha. You know, beginning with Halloween and ending, <laughs> yeah. you know, and New Year's, New Year's Day. So we're all in agreement. Christmas music is shit. <laughs> it's good in small doses. Yeah. No, it's really not. <laughs> all right. Well, Kurt's, Kurt's going to okay. present his case. I'm going to present some of my case. So I sent you and some we're gonna, links. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get all musicked up on this because oh, he's going to look so, at it from a musical perspective. Kurt, on... Kurt sent me links 10 minutes before the show. Hang on. Quiet down. <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to do that? That's not that's not in the Christmas spirit to talk like that. <laughs> it is if, it uh, is if you're evil. What the hell is wrong with you? Oh, that's why you two love each other because you're both evil. <laughs> Thank you for finally noticing how long have we known each other. So I'm gonna say the the basic thesis is that I'm sorry, but 99.9 percent of Christmas music is bad. It's so bad. And well, here's Kurt's going to tell you. Well, why. the ones that yeah. you sent us are. Oh well, yeah, I sent you some of my favorites to discuss, but they're in general Christmas music is just bad. Okay. I'm going to wait and, for you to 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 say the name of the song and start talking about it, and then I'm going to click the link. Sure. Okay. Um. So I kind of bring it up as there's there there's there's a reason why it's only you say what you know it should only be one month a year from Thanksgiving to Christmas, but it ends up being two months a year. It should only be because one week. But... Everyone starts earlier now. Yeah. Um, but there's there's a reason why it's because it's that bad. If they were that good, you'd be listening to it all the time. <laughs> I'm sorry, you would. And the, this and someone said it's like it's not true. It's Christmas music. You have to you listen to Christmas. It's weird to I'm, listen I'm to. On, it in, I'm on board with you on July. that. I'm on board with you on that, Kurt, because I believe the same thing about pumpkin spice. If pumpkin spice was that good, you we could get it, it all... everywhere, all year round. Yep, you can get it more places, yes, more often, but you now. can't get it everywhere. everywhere. Year round, yeah. And because the analogy is, I gave to that person taste. was: we listen to love songs year round and not just February. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, we try not to. We listen to <laughs> Irish people listen to Irish drinking songs all year round, and not just no, not just St. Patrick's <laughs> in the Day. Middle of March. That's, that's a good. That's a good one. And here's and you know here's another great example too. The McRib. Yeah. Hey, the McRib is just good. It's no, not now you're you're, you're treading on thin ice. Well, yourself. that's my point is that it's become more and more widely available. There's certain places where they do sell it year round now. But <laughs> they're not here. Well, let's just stay on point. Stay on point. We're on Christmas. <laughs> so I think we, if we're going to talk about bad Christmas music, we should just get baby. It's cold outside out of the way right away. <laughs> sure. Because, <laughs> you know, it's become the. It's become like the flashpoint for bad Christmas music. I don't know if you intended for this to start two thirds of the way in. That doesn't matter. I ought to say no, no, senior. At least I'm going to say that I tried. Ignore the words. Are you already sick of it? Yes. Yes, because it's a terrible, mediocre swing song. So no, the only two terrible, mediocre singers. <laughs> The 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 Zooey Deschanel shower version in Elf of this is the the only good version. That's the, the only redeeming quality whatsoever for this is the fact that they did that in Elf. If if they hadn't done that, this song would be one hundred percent garbage. So they made fun of it. 
<laughs> basically Kinda. they made fun of it yeah <laughs> yeah but and she you're has also, a good singing voice and you're also watching the movie you're not just listening to the music well there's a video that goes along with this yeah because this comes from a movie this comes from a 1949 film the song does i agree with you it's a mediocre swimming song sung by two mediocre singers with the song goes nowhere it's the exact same thing over and over and over and over again and Um, and depending on how uh you know what your state of mind is it can be interpreted as incredibly creepy yeah and you know (laughs) there's that there's all that but and i've even made the counter arguments you know people will be like oh it's from a simpler time Okay, first of all, no, it wasn't. Although she it's just tackled sex was him invented. and turned the light sex off at the end. It was invented though, so. in the 60s, okay? <laughs> 1949, there was such a thing as, as sex and date rape, okay? <laughs> Let's just establish this. It existed. Um, and the argument that I made back at someone the other day about this, they were like, oh, the, the lyrics are from a simpler time. It's not meant to be taken that way. I'm like, oh, it totally is, because this is 1949, and movies don't have ratings, and it's the time of the Hayes Code. They literally made it as suggestive and creepy as possible if you watch that film clip, as they could get away with for 1949. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Was sub- had I mean, to be it's subversive. literally like they're pushing the envelope as far as they can as they can under the Hayes Code. If there's no Hayes Code, my God. <laughs> the, the argument that Kurt made was like just set aside what what the song is about and whether you you know it falls into. Um, creepy and everything else it's just a bad song it's just a bad song and yeah people are just talking about the lyrics all the time like just listen to the song it goes nowhere the singers are not good it's it's long too (laughs) yeah and it's long it goes on and on and that's the point is it goes on and on and it doesn't do anything right it doesn't change so it's the same thing over and over and over again is it does it qualify as a story song that has no ending Oh, like the song. Oh, what's the one I always think of? Take the Money and Run by Steve Miller. Band. Yeah, we, we've acts, talked about no that on the show. It, yeah. has, it has no third act of the story. It has no third act. <laughs> it's a story song that has only two verses. <laughs> yep. first, first act sets up everything. Second act introduces conflict. No resolution. No resolution. <laughs> yep, no ending. Um, and of course, I talked to some people to get their thoughts too. And one that came up several times is the terrible, terrible song, Christmas Shoes. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> I don't Jeez. know that I know this. Okay, Mike. Is this the song or an hear? ad? No, this is the song. Now, <laughs> without looking at without looking it up, Mike, what year was this song written in based on what you're hearing? Oh, my God. With, what does it sound like? Where does it, What time period? The 80s. This is 2006. That's awful. It's 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 it's, it's twenty years uh, past its prime. Yeah, it's like we're trying to force a new classic Christmas song, and honestly, it's the same thing we do with Paul McCartney's terrible, wonderful Christmas song. Time, it's like we try to force Christmas songs every year. We have to have a new classic. What is this? Is this tied in with some Rob Lowe movie? What am I watching? No, you're. It's it's let's, a story let's, song. Let's talk, again. let's talk about the song. Yeah. Okay, do you, Craig. Do you know the know the song at all? Uh, kinda. Yeah. It's like yeah. about. It's like a poor kid. <laughs> or poor. It's about a kid. Yeah. The, the premise of the story is a kid goes to the store to buy some nice shoes as a gift for his mom, but he doesn't have any money. Yeah. It's from the perspective of the guy in line behind the kid, because the kid's buying shoes because he wants to take home something nice for mom because she's about to die. Oh yeah, yeah. I oh, that's cheery. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's perfect for Christmas time. Yeah, and yeah. 
I've talked, I mean, I brought this up no, on social media and I had some, I had a couple, couple of friends who immediately went with um, Christmas shoes is the worst song ever. And here's why I went through a situation where I had to grieve during the holiday season. This song is awful. It does not explain the actual feelings, the situation, none of this stuff. It is hokey garbage. It is insulting to people who are actually grieving. You saw the problem. Like, <laughs> it doesn't actually address the emotion that goes into that. It just tries. It uses it as it tells a, a story. It uses it as a as and, a storytelling and, crutch. Yeah, and then yeah. Like, and then you have to care about this child. The arrangement is because all sappy his and... parent is dying. That's why you have yeah. to care about this yeah. child. Yeah, if mom wasn't dying, would anyone help him pay for the shoes? Would no, it's just a poor kid. Get out of line. <laughs> yeah. Go go get a job, kid. Next. <laughs> That's what it would have been. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Pat Oswalt does a great bit about the song, by the way, if you go search yeah. for it. <laughs> he gets a little angry. <laughs> if I remember and on his musical merits, I don't know if either of you have ever heard Bob Dylan's Must Be Santa. No but this is quite simple. It's painful. I literally have never listened to it from beginning to end. I can't do it. <laughs> well, that's anything Bob Dylan's singing, isn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> Wait. What the hell is this crap? <laughs> is this the Weird Al version? No. I hear this in a mall. I start murdering people. This is a murder <laughs> jingle. Yeah. This is this is the song that plays underneath the crazed person in the Krampus outfit running through the mall, slaughtering people in a in, in the wacky That's dark awful. comedy. Krampus yeah. comes to town. It is the worst. And again, wow, it's one of those things Christmas we try song. to force new Christmas music every year. And so we end up with songs like Must Be Santa. What the hell? When was this? <laughs> I'm not even sure the year on that one. Good but God. Um, the, my description is, it's like the Dropkick Murphys, but replace the bagpipes with accordion and change the lyrics to a bunch of tripe about Santa. <laughs> If you took that song and you just took out the accordion, you put bagpipes in, and you had guys screaming about drinking and being Irish and living in Boston, it would be a great song. Here, here, let's let's briefly revisit it at the halfway point. Murder, 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 stab. Krampus gonna kill you now in the mall. Murder, stab. That's what it is. It's the. That's that's the montage music for the murder spree <laughs> that that sets up the third act of the Krampus murder movie. Yeah, <laughs> who's the Pretty guy much. in the who's the main in character dark supposed comedy. to be? Is that is that Tom Petty or Stop Iggy Pop? Looking at the thing, we're talking about the music. The video yeah, is I don't, as it's disturbing Dylan, as the song. Bob, I can't right. talk to you Dylan. about that. I it's Bob Dylan looking half like that. Tom Petty and half like Iggy Pop. You're right. That's exactly what he looks like. Oh, God, that's Bob Dylan. Okay. That's Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you can't fully appreciate that until you, unless you watch the, the video along with it. Well, that's okay. Yeah. I'm going to talk about the music like we agreed to. <laughs> yeah. I have some closing thoughts, but there's one more I want to bring up because I think it's important to always learn something new. And I just learned this one <laughs> this week. A couple of days ago, a friend of mine told me about this, and I'm like, what? He's like, go back and listen again. Uh-oh. Um, everyone knows the song Rock Around the Christmas Tree, right? 
Uh, Rock around let's, the let's hear it. By Brenda Lee. You know this song. Okay, we're going to let it run because something happens at about 30 seconds in. This song. Okay. Okay. So, here's, here's your prompt. What kind of pie? Okay, listen. The question is, what kind of pie? What kind of pie? Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Oh, I don't know. Pull back to about 28 seconds and listen again. You're assuming it's pumpkin. Listen carefully Uh-oh. to the actual words. <laughs> what it actually sounds like. Not As soon as you catch it, you'll never hear it a different I still heard pumpkin. Oh, I don't hear a letter P clearly at all. Pumpkin? Hang on. Oh, and basically, once I had it pointed out to me, I will never be able to hear it any other way ever again. Pumpkin? She? Mm, no, she doesn't do a very good job with the P's. Why don't you pie? just tell us? She's saying fucking pie. <laughs> what? You know, oh. There's no Hang P. She, there's no P in the word. Later, we'll have some fucking pie. Is, it, is this a thing on the internet? <laughs> I'm, I'm still hearing pumpkin. I think sorry. you're full of it on this one. No, I don't think so. I had two people bring this one up to me. That doesn't mean it's. <laughs> you have a congratulations. You had an experiment with a sample size of two. Oh, anyway, it's, <laughs> and, it, and that now you've introduced a, it to two more who have in uh, the same way. It's a lot that. like the first song. It goes on and on, and yeah. it does nothing. It does nothing. It's literally the same three chords over and over and over. Yeah, it goes around and around and around nothing. the Christmas tree. Yeah, not necessarily rocking. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's and it's rocking around the Christmas yeah, yeah, tree, close. and that song is not rocking, not rocking at no. all. <laughs> that is um, that is the that is what happens when rock and roll has nothing left to do. When it's like having it, that's it's death. It's rock and roll's death rattle. That's the kind of music you get when rock and roll is about to die. There's like that. Well, it's it's barely so rocking around the Christmas tree, and it's Brenda Lee, who's not a, a rock. I mean, this goes. That song's old. It's barely a rock, rock, barely a yeah. rock and song, barely a rock and roll song. It's so old that was considered rock. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't and because Chuck cons- Berry existed. <laughs> yeah, and we're supposed to consider that to be a classic and a wonderful song that you want to keep listening to 50 years later. Yeah. And the other thing that I, this I didn't send you any links <laughs> on, but the other thing about the Christmas season that I hate with songs are novelty songs or viral songs and things like that. Because if they're not Christmassy, they appear and then they disappear a few months later. You know, songs like Rebecca Black's Friday and Despacito and What What, if you remember that song, and most recently Baby Shark. All these songs go away. But if you have a viral Christmas song, it comes back every year again and again. And as it should with uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Worst song ever. <laughs> that song if it's not a christmas song it's popular for three minutes and it goes away 
but it's a Christmas song. Yeah. So, we're, yeah. and we got to fill the playlist. We got to make 24 hours happen. So we're going to pull out everything. Thank you. <laughs> Love this song. You're awful. <laughs> hey, Kurt, do you remember Christmas in our house when our dad oh, fell in God. love with this song? <laughs> oh, no. That's why he hates it. No, it's, it, there's my other dad, ones like it, too. My dad had rarely expresses strong emotion over any form of artwork or media. Uh-huh. Rarely. Yeah. He loved Married with Children and would tell you how much he loved it when he was watching it. And it was a show that actually made him laugh. Yeah. And well, the first this, few seasons, And sure. this is the other one that oh this God. got our dad every time. So did he play this? Did he go buy the 45 and pump this out we have like every day we have cassettes of this we this this or got I think played in the our full, house i think you have the album for you might have the album too we yeah. we heard this song in our home at christmas time every year a minimum of a half dozen times over the course of three days of okay. christmas well no wonder well no wonder kurt hates it yeah all the time <laughs> but it's a song it, dad loved it there are other christmas songs like this that are terrible novelty basically songs what that, what, they would have had their three months and yeah. gone away but since it's a christmas song it comes back every year Basically, what it came down to is our dad liked uh, movies that, or movies, but uh, um, t- t- songs and, and TV shows that were that implied um, violence to women, because um, <laughs> Al was always, you know, very abusive to Peggy, <laughs> and Grandma was getting killed by a reindeer. Um, because it was either like the honeymooners, and, and, dad, and dad liked that kind of stuff because he was from a different time. <laughs> he still is from a different time, yeah. right? Okay. That's true. Yeah, he still yeah. is. <laughs> okay, just making sure I didn't miss something. <sighs> Do you have some news, Craig? No. I <laughs> Dad's hanging in there. Funny how you hadn't mentioned that. <laughs> That's Although, awkward. Um, <clears throat> but I did send a couple of links. I said 99.9%. <laughs> so I sent, I sent basically the only two Christmas things I could think of that I actually like. And first thing is Christopher mm. Lee singing... Uh, heavy metal Christmas carols. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Lee. That's great. He does a. So does I like sent the link me- for my does, favorite one, Little Drummer Boy. He does a heavy Lee. metal. Oh my God. <laughs> if you did not know, Christopher Lee was a huge metal head. This was a thing. He does metal albums. He's done many. Yeah. Um, this and, is not a unique and, thing. And not not 30 years ago, because he, obviously he's this is like a 70s, 80s metal sound. It's not a modern metal sound. But he did it recently before he died. Like, that's Christopher Lee singing at age 80-whatever. Oh, yeah, he <laughs> sounds old. Yeah, he's... turn it back up. And what I actually love about it is later in the song, you actually do get a flute. <laughs> There's a flute playing along with him singing, and I'm just like, it kills me every time. Yeah, usually songs this fast are short. This one's four and a half minutes oh, long. Oh, no, Can because you imagine... there's a metal guitar solo in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine this song? Can you imagine this this song in the middle of uh, uh, Two Towers? <laughs> worm tongue on the top of the tower with him. Saruman busts into this and worm, t- worm tongue starts pooping himself. <laughs> the worm tongue's in the background with the uh, with or, the with the guitar. Or he's got the palantir, the, the orb, and he's looking into it. And we see the video in the orb. That's yeah. like that's what we view. And it's just like suddenly the movie just shifts from hobbitses to to a stage with a bunch of pyro and. and- to Saruman in his full Saruman getup, but black cloak. It's like the exact yeah. outfit, but black. Yeah, and his hair's all spiked up. 
<laughs> yeah, like I said, this is like 85, 86 year old Christopher yeah. Lee singing. Christopher um, Lee. He did a oh. whole bunch of these. There's He's like a six, treasure. Seven, eight Christmas carols. Yeah. yeah. Um, and sometimes he changes the lyrics. Like there's his version is called Jingle Hell. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Every time I introduce this, I introduce these oh, songs to someone, it. they're like, I can't believe I didn't know these existed. I can't believe I didn't know this existed. <laughs> this is like this is like when I discovered that uh that uh William Shatner did spoken word albums that were oh, super yeah. creepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, Rocket Man wasn't a one off. There are albums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, many many a long uh studio night in architecture school was uh spent listening to William Shatner's uh just insanity in a just recording think studio. In December during the fall semester before christmas break rolled around you could have been listening to christopher lee heavy metal christmas music <laughs> had, was he doing it at that it. time because uh, i don't maybe think not was. i think this was more recent because well yeah. when did christopher lee die just a couple years ago right recently uh, yeah yeah it was just recently and i want to say these were i mean he did this these recently although i think he's been doing metal songs for a longer time yeah uh, but anyway. the christmas ones are more recently that became a, that was like a okay. youtube thing yeah sure. and then what the best the objectively best christmas song oh, of all objectively objectively it is the best fairy tale of new york by the pogues it is the only song i will actually play on christmas morning when i get out <laughs> <laughs> i'm already bored no. <laughs> was Christmas Eve, um, is that Matt Dillon? <laughs> it's the Pogues. Irish band. Because it's essentially an Irish drinking song. I can't think of anything better for Christmas than an Irish drinking song. Bunch <laughs> <laughs> of drunk guys in jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This sounds and, like this sounds like the oh, song you better. close out Christmas Day with. This is like the last <laughs> song before you pass out, right? Yeah, if you jump ahead, it actually Christy McCall shows up in it, and they do it as like a duet, and they hate, they 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 love slash hate each other. It's great. <laughs> How far do I have to jump ahead? Uh, not much. Oh, there's the flute. Well, it's an Irish song. Yeah. <laughs> Best Christmas carol ever. <laughs> Just because, let's be honest, for a lot of people, Christmas really isn't a cheery, happy time. They don't want to hang out with their relation that, you know, the crazy uncle who spouts weird political things and QAnon conspiracies. <laughs> no one wants to do this. <laughs> And everyone would just rather be drinking. <laughs> Not everybody wants to go home to the, the Christmas where they walk in the door and the first thing they see is one ant push the other ant down the stairs. <laughs> what, what are, Kurt, what do, you, what do you think about this one? Which has no audio. Putting them on the spot. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's silent, so I'm okay with it. Which is probably what you would have liked. <laughs> 
hear bells. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. It's the Band Aid song. Do they know it's Christmas? Oh. Sorry, I don't oh, know why it. Sorry. Let's skip to the part where never. Threw me off because it's not 25 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and again, remember the remember Christmas shoes in this, and they're basically stylistically the same. <laughs> same synthesizers. <laughs> Although this song's actually good. All right, Kurt. On the merits of it as a music, as music. Meh. <laughs> well, it's not great, but Meh. it's. Yeah, but the problem is, yeah, you're, you're I dealing with a guy, you're dealing thesis. with a musician. And a, no, I know. A teacher in a high is standard. People are tr- people try to well. s- force so hard to get Christmas music, and Christmas music is like every other type of music in that most of it's bad and some of it's really good. But the problem is, when you get to Christmas, there aren't enough good Christmas songs to play nonstop in your grocery store all day long because <laughs> there's only you know <laughs> a small number of them. Well, so. there there is, but they have to repeat every half hour. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if it was, you know, a lot of the best Christmas songs aren't specifically about Christmas, and you could actually listen to them beyond Christmas. A lot of the best Christmas movies aren't specifically about Christmas, like Die Hard. Well, like Die Hard is the best <laughs> Christmas movie ever. Yeah. It's a Wonderful Life. That's a it's movie a, about yeah, suicide. It's not about Christmas. Specifically. <laughs> is it a good movie, even though? It's it's a fine movie. It's not about yeah, Christmas. It's right. about a man contemplating suicide. <laughs> you know, like you do at Christmas. That's and that's the problem is that 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 actually does kind of touch on things for some people. Christmas is a a high suicide time. It is. Um, people get very high stress all the way people, around. People get depressed more easily when they don't have uh, people in their lives around them. They can't. Have, they don't have people to celebrate with. They feel like they're on the outside. Um, Even worse, if you're a dentist. Right? Isn't that the the profession that has the most suicides? I heard that at one point years ago. I don't know yeah, if that's, know if still, that's the still the case. I want to be. And, a, I want to be a yeah. dentist. So this is what it comes <laughs> like back to. This is to close. Yeah, I, re- I realized been... the tie-in as soon as I yeah. said the word dentist. Oh, dentist. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was the uh, the close? The the close is, and there have been clinical psychologists who have basically argued that Christmas music is bad for your mental health in general. There's two reasons behind it. First of all, oh, over-listening okay. to anything is generally bad for your mental health. Really? Yeah. <laughs> over-listening to the same music over and over is considered in general because every song will eventually grate on you. Um, and the problem is, is that as soon as that starts to happen, you know, your whole personality changes, your, your emotions change, and you're also associating it with Christmas. So all of those things that people don't uh-huh. like about Christmas, money, travel, family, people get more stressed out. And the other argument is that, again, things when things are so so repetitive, like people who work in retail this time of year, oh. <laughs> yeah, where it's playing nonstop at their place of work, they literally have to spend energy, like mental energy, on trying to ignore the music. <laughs> but they could be spending that energy on, I don't know, doing their job, helping customers, yeah. trying to stay sane. <laughs> no, that's a good point. I was merely verbally shuddering over the idea of working in retail. Yeah. I mean, as someone Not who worked in grocery stores, I worked in Yeah, I worked in grocery stores for years when I was in high school and college, and this time of year was the worst. Because you that's all you'd hear. You'd go it, it, you know, it's bad enough when I was in high school and I was doing a 4-hour shift. Then there'd be times on the weekend where I had I did 8 
<laughs> yeah, in those eight hours, you'd hear the same two-hour playlist four times. And of the two-hour playlist, one song was good. <laughs> you know? And you were only being exposed to that for eight hours at a pop because you were a, a part-timer who happened to have an eight-hour run. There's plenty of people who that was their job. And they were they may have been they picking up extra doing shifts. eight hours yeah. and longer shifts and extra shifts and everything for weeks. Yeah. yeah. My, my primary retail experience was Blockbuster. So it was, it was a uh, Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. So whatever the audio of Christmas movies and that tape that we played repeated every two hours <laughs> mm-hmm. over and over. So you, you saw that tape or listened to it for four, four times in a shift. Um, <laughs> Alrighty. No, but that reminds me though, your time in the grocery store, Kurt, that uh the did you did you hear about the new ground beef recall that we covered? Um that, that got expanded from a hundred thousand pounds to a million or eleven Woo! eleven million. I don't know. It was like orders of magnitude higher. Yeah, there's pretty much you can't go buy ground beef right now. Nice. <laughs> Whether they're in chubs or scrowns <laughs> or two thousand pound bulk pallets. <laughs> Jeez. No, but the ground beef flavored ice cream does. <laughs> like that image I photoshopped for mm, steak tartare ice cream. <laughs> Before we wrap it up, can I can I sidetrack something yeah, real sure. quick? I may not have a great deal to say about this. Um, are are you guys up to speed on the Good Place? Yes, watched it last night. Sadly, no, I'm ah, not. Sorry, that was, good, that was a good Janet episode. Okay, I'm not home enough. Yeah. Okay, okay, Kurt. Here's the deal. When we get done talking here, you must go right now and watch the episode called Janet's. <laughs> okay. The most recent episode. It is quite possibly the best performance that I've seen on a sitcom in a very long time. She's going to get nominated for an Emmy. If for that. she does not, and a Golden Globe. If she does not get nominated for awards for that performance, and, there is no justice. And whatever the real artistic award is that they, they give to people that act in TV. What's that one called? That would uh, be the, the Emmy. No, no, no. The real artistic one. Not the Hollywood There's one. one. <laughs> the one where they, yeah, I don't know. It's the oh. Actors Guild thing. Or the one. Screen Guild. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The SAG. Guild, yeah, the SAG Awards. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I, I watched, here, put, put it this way, Kurt. For the first time ever in my life for, a, wa- for a sitcom, yeah. I watched the episode and I immediately watched it again. I, I Immediately. I thought about doing that, but it was bedtime, so. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> that good. <laughs> It's incredible. All right. It's, it's yeah, awesome. So yeah, it's people, good. people, if you're not watching The Good Place, you are missing out. Well, yeah. They've been missing out for two years. They need to go back and watch all of it. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> anything else? Kevin questions? Sure. Sure. Um, so, Craig, Uh-oh. last week, you said something like this. I'm going to have to keep bringing this up every like 15 yeah. questions or so. If you want to. <laughs> or you can find something else to rail on. It's not like you don't have a few other options available to you. Look back over the other questions you've asked and, and ask variants of those questions 17 times. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I said he, those things. You said that. Kevin uh, had already sent this question in. Sure. He's doing another version of a question he's already asked. Continue. Yeah. 89 question. Why does Nibbler wear a diaper and use a litter box? Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Which I believe was from forty six question. Was, the, was it? He's just repeating the question. Was it the same question? I think it's the same or similar. Yeah. <gasps> oh well, that's. <laughs> and I honestly don't remember because I don't watch that show. So, um, um... <laughs> well, the the answer to that <laughs> that's my is answer. the answer to that is. Um... 
there's there's they, there's they, two they ways harvest to this poop for fuel. Two That's ways all to I approach know. this. There's two ways to approach this. One is that because he poops dark matter, mm-hmm. um, which is fuel. Um, so they need to. They, they, you could argue that they need to collect his poop no matter where he is, whether he can make it to a litter box or whether he's going to poop in his diaper when they're off on a planet on a delivery somewhere. Um, but I have the argument that well, you know, if if dark matter is as heavy it is as it is, and it is because when he poops, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that diaper ain't stopping nothing. Um, it's a it's a space diaper. I think I think um, <laughs> I think they did explain it in an episode. I'm not going to tell you what that explanation is. I'm going to say he generally uses the litter box because it's cleaner, and he wears the diaper for modesty. That's a good answer. Yeah, it, That's it, it, my w- response. It was 46 question, but it is not exactly the same. Sure. 46 question was worded, why does Nibbler wear a diaper and use a litter box? Robot house! Kevin. (laughs) So this time he he just said thanks. Because it's a Futurama Mm -hmm. reference. But wouldn't the... You just pointed out the fact, of course, that the dark matter is extremely heavy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he, he didn't didn't, point it wouldn't it just tear through the diaper? That's what I was saying. That's like, yeah. The diaper is not stopping anything. No, but then I argued that it's a space diaper. That's possible too. <laughs> it's, it's titanium. It's a titanium diaper. It's adamantium. It, 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 it generates its own force field to it, hold to hold in the. I'm going with modesty. The waste products. I'm going with modesty. He doesn't want his little his nibbler showing. His, his, hey! his, his oh! niblet. His niblet. You didn't let me get there. Oh. He didn't want his niblet hanging out. <laughs> Got to use the musical instrument in the episode about music stuff with the music guy, <laughs> right? Sure. However, why not? however poorly. <laughs> Kurt, any tips on uh, on uh, perfecting my drum roll? Uh, <laughs> take a drum buy le- a better drum. <laughs> take a drum lesson. No, 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 no. It's not the drum, Kurt. I, I assure you, it's, it's me. It's the technique. It's, abs- it's a technique. There's. You have to learn how to make the sticks bounce. That's the thing. It's like if you're if you're Oh, if I'm not you, totally controlling them. I need to let them do some of the work. Yeah, they need to they need to be loose in your hands. Yep. Is that just with the drum roll or is that doing everything? Well, that's with the drum well, roll. Well, you should really do well actually you should do it pretty much for everything. You should play with the same grip all the time, but yeah. That's what she said. What you should do. No. <laughs> what you, what you what you should do is take a drum lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's why I'm asking the guy who probably has. Because that's one of the first things they'll so teach that I don't you is, have is how to hold the drumsticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just like just like if you play a, so it's you know, not a brass you... in, if you play a brass instrument, the first thing they're going to do is teach you the amateur. What you're saying mm-hmm. is it's not something he how can, to hold he your can lips teach me over it... over the radio. Well, how to go? Here's, well, here's the basic idea: just <laughs> take the one, take one hand and one drumstick. Take one hand, one drumstick. You really hold on with your thumb and your forefinger. That's where you really hold on. Oh, okay. The other three wrap very loosely, but stay loose on the, the stick. Oh, so it's kind of like a, go- like, a a golf, like a golf grip. Golf Basically, grip. you want that to think that thing to almost work like a lever. Right. You're, create, you're creating the fulcrum. Creating a lever. Your, your thumb and your yeah. forefinger create the, the fulcrum, and it's going to be able to swing freely in that, so that when it hits the yeah. when it hits the drum head, it'll ricochet up in the air, and then your thumb's pressure will push it back down, but it won't be like you're moving your wrist to do it. It'll just keep going. Yeah. You should, and then you play with your palm facing down. And then imagine just swinging into the drum and just letting it bounce until it stops bouncing. A little bit close. He's close. It's, okay. it's kind of like you're I'll, letting the stick bounce and you're yeah. giving just enough additional pressure to keep it bouncing. 
Yeah. Yep. Without actually so that like it bounces moving quickly the wrist and not slowly. Yeah. Right. Well, so it bounces I'll, quickly, not slowly. I'll I'll do that more not on the episode <laughs> and, while while Thank watching you. YouTube videos that that, that that's that true. Show There's all probably so, oh yeah. There's probably right. a YouTube video out there that's uh, teaching robots how to play the drum, drums right now. Anyway, so yay, <laughs> Kurt. <laughs> Thanks oh, for swinging man. by, Kurt. It was my pleasure. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Thank you for bringing your knowledge of uh, crappy Christmas music to us, and also for bringing us uh, for for introducing Mike to <laughs> Little Drummer Boy, as sung by <laughs> Christopher Lee. I may have to get some of those albums. <laughs> <laughs> and, when, and by that he means he's he's like on his phone ordering them right now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I buy I buy CDs still because uh, yeah. So uh, that's how I roll. Um, Mike just, work just not just not well with a drum. There you go. Yeah, but bump, bumps. <laughs> he does doesn't even bother to use the drum to make the sound. That's how good of a drummer he is. He just but bumps. <laughs> well, you know, you, sometimes you go back to your roots and play your head. That's true. Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com at nerdburgershow on the Twitter, send the Facebook email, email us at nerdburgershow at gmail.com and go to nerdburgergames.com for the game stuff that I'm working on and drive rpg.com to buy some of those game stuffs. It's Christmas time. Buy some games. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Craig runs off to hang with another podcast for six weeks. But in Craig's case, he won't be slumming it like that peacock was. Because oh. <laughs> Nerdburger is about as slummy as it gets, I guess. So I'll be uh, I'll be bringing the slum to... It'll be like... Uh, it'll be more like Fresh Prince. It'll be somebody from the streets going to some rich hoity-toity something, fancy something. Maybe I'll go hang out with a fancy podcast. But then doesn't that mean you have to bring Mike with you as your jazzy, as your jazz? You can be my jazz and get thrown out of the podcast <laughs> once every seven episodes. DJ, DJ Mikey Mike? Sure. Yeah, okay. Bye. 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 <laughs> Plus, that's funny to hear. <laughs> yeah, that was, I'm going to run through the kitchen to the to the bedroom and I don't know why. <laughs>